Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Write Steno. I am your host. My name is Sandra. My friends call me Sandy. Call me Sandy, Sandra, whatever you like. Um, thank you so much for being here today. So the topic we are discussing tonight is about practice. Practice, practice, practice makes perfect, or that's what they say. So since we're talking about practice, um, I ran across, well, what made me want to bring this topic up, should I say, is I ran across an article because I'm always digging, looking and finding, trying to find um, little things that will help you along your way. Um, and this article is about practice as well. And I thought it was quite fascinating after I read it. And if I find something fascinating, I often think that other people will find it fascinating. Why not? So when I found this and I was like, wow, I, I just got to share. So the world is all about sharing these days. And I have um, something to share with you. And I think it's quite a nugget. I think you're really going to like it. And I think it's going to make so much sense to you that you're going to say, why didn't I think of this myself? So let's go ahead and get into this article, shall we? And um, you can leave me a comment below. You can um, donate to support the channel. Um, I have on Anchor, um, and you can donate any amount. Um, you can donate a dollar. I don't think you can donate 50 cents, but you can donate as little as a dollar or $2 to help um, me continue to bring you more episodes on our craft. So, without further ado, here we go. The Beginner's Guide Deliberate Practice is the title. This is this article so trying to figure out who wrote James Clear wrote the article um, does it say who he wrote it for I found it I found it on um, my Firefox page um, let's see I don't see any other notations of who he wrote this for Let me go to the bottom of the post. It might be there. This article was originally published on January 23rd, 2017 by James Clear and is republished here with permission. And I'm assuming it's on getpocket.com. And here we go. Let me get back to the top of the page. And let's go. While regular practice might include mindless repetitions, deliberate practice requires focused attention and is conducted with the specific goal of improving performance. In some circles, Ben Hogan is credited with 
quote, inventing practice, close quote. Hogan was one of the greatest golfers of the 20th century. An accomplishment he achieved through tireless repetition. He simply loved to practice. Hogan said, quote, I couldn't wait to get up in the morning so I could hit balls. I'd be at the practice tee, the crack of dawn, hit balls for a few hours, then take a break and get right back at it, close quote. For Hogan, every practice session had a purpose. He reportedly spent years breaking down each phase of the golf swing and testing new methods for each segment. The result was near perfection. He developed one of the most finely tuned golf swings in the history of the game. His precision made him more like a surgeon than a golfer. During the 1953 Masters, for example, Hogan hit the flat stick on back-to-back holes. A few days later, he broke the tournament scoring record. Hogan methodically broke the game of golf down into chunks and figured out how he could master each section. For example, he was one of the first golfers to assign specific yardages to each golf club. Then he studied each course carefully and used trees and sand bunkers as reference points to inform him about the distance of each shot. Hogan finished his career with nine major championships, ranking fourth all time. During his prime, other golfers simply attributed his remarkable success to, quote, Hogan's secret, close quote, Today, experts have a new term for his rigorous style of improvement, deliberate practice. What is deliberate practice? Deliberate practice refers to a special type of practice that is purposeful and systematic, while regular practice includes mindless repetitions, deliberate Practice requires focused attention and is conducted with the specific goal of improving performance. When Ben Hogan carefully reconstructed each step of his golf swing, he was engaging in deliberate practice. He wasn't just taking cuts. He was finely tuning his technique. The greatest challenge of deliberate practice 
is to remain focused. In the beginning, showing up and putting in your reps is the most important thing. But after a while, we begin to carelessly overlook small errors and miss daily opportunities for improvement. This is because the natural tendency of the human brain is to transform repeated behaviors into automatic habits. For example, when you first learned to tie your shoes, you had to think carefully about each step of the process. Today, after many repetitions, your brain can complete perform this sequence automatically. The more we repeat a task, the more mindless it becomes. Mindless activity is the enemy of deliberate practice. The danger of the pra- of practicing the same thing again and again is that progress becomes assumed. Too often, we assume we are getting better simply because we are gaining experience. In reality, we are merely reinforcing current habits, not improving them. Claiming that improvement requires attention and effort sounds logical enough. But what does deliberate practice actually look like in the real world? Let's talk about that now. Examples of deliberate practice. One of my favorite examples of deliberate practice is discussed in Talent is Overrated by Jeff Colvin. In the book, Colvin describes how Benjamin Franklin used deliberate practice to improve his writing skills. When he was a teenager, Benjamin Franklin was criticized by his father for his poor writing abilities. Unlike most teenagers, young Ben took his father's advice seriously and vowed to improve his writing skills. He began by finding a publication written by some of the best authors of his day. Then Franklin went through each article line by line and wrote down the meaning of every sentence. Next, he rewrote each article in his own words and then compared his versions to the original. Each time, quote, I discovered some of my faults and corrected them, close quote. Eventually, Franklin realized his vocabulary held him back from better writing. And so he focused intensely on that area. Deliberate practice always follows the same pattern. Break the overall process down into parts. Identify your weaknesses. Test new strategies for each section. 
and then in, integrate your learning into the overall process. Cooking. An example, Gyro Ono, the subject of the documentary, Gyro Dreams of Sushi, is a chef and owner of an award-winning sushi restaurant in Tokyo. Gyro has dedicated his life to perfecting the art of making sushi, and he expects the same of his apprentices. Each apprentice must master one tiny part of the sushi making process at a time. How to wring a towel, how to use a knife, how to cut the fish, and so on. One apprentice trained under Gyro for 10 years before being allowed to cook the eggs. Each step of the process is taught with the utmost care. Martial arts. John Waitkin, author of The Art of Learning, is a martial artist who holds several U.S. national medals and a 2004 world championship. In the finals of one competition, he noticed a weakness when an opponent illegally head-butted him in the nose. Waitskin flew into a rage. His emotions caused him to lose control and forget his strategy. Afterward, he specifically sought out training partners who would fight dirty so he could practice remaining calm and principled in the face of chaos. Quote, they were giving me a valuable opportunity to expand my threshold for turbulence, close quote. Waitskin wrote, quote, dirty players were my best teachers, close quote. Chess. Magnus Carlsen is a chess grandmaster and one of the highest rated players in history. One distinguishing feature of great chess players is their ability to reorganize, quote, chunks, close quote, which are specific arrangements of pieces on the board. Some experts estimate that grandmasters can identify around 300,000 different chunks. Interestingly, Carlson learned the game by playing computer chess, which allowed him to play multiple games at once. Not only did this strategy allow him to learn chunks much faster than someone playing in-person games, but also gave him a chance to make more mistakes and correct his weaknesses at an accelerated pace. Music. Many great musicians recommend repeating the most challenging sections of a song until you master them. Virtuoso violinist Nathan 
Milstein says, quote, practice as much as you feel you can accomplish with concentration. Once when I became concerned because others around me practice all day long, I asked my professor how many hours I should practice. And he said, quote, it really doesn't matter how long. If you practice with your fingers, no amount is enough. If you practice with your head, two hours is plenty. Basketball. Consider the following example from Aubrey Daniels. Quote, player A shoots 200 practice shots. Player B shoots 50. The player B retrieves his own shots, dribbles leisurely, and takes several breaks to talk to friends. Player A has a colleague who retrieves the ball after each attempt. The colleague keeps a record of shots made. If the shot is missed, the colleague records whether the miss was short, long, left, or right, and the shooter reviews the results after every 10 minutes of practice. To characterize their hour of practice as equal would hardly be accurate. Assuming this is typical of their practice routine and they are equally skilled at the start, which would you predict would be better would be the better shooter after only 100 hours of practice? And that is the article that I brought to you. And um, he is, in my opinion, absolutely correct. He is absolutely correct. Why would you continue? I mean, on on my channel, uh, Sandra's Stenography and Shorthand Dictation, um, Sandra Steno for sure, um, they probably keep wondering, well, why does she keep bringing all of this fresh material all the time? Why is she constantly uploading? And maybe they have not realized it, and maybe I should make them aware of it, that I upload fresh content all of the time because I feel it is absolutely necessary. Because you can't keep practicing the same thing over and over and over until you just drive yourself insane. At some point, practice it, do your best at it, make sure that in every practice you're reading your notes, you're watching for mis your mistakes, you're and you're writing down your mistakes so you can practice that word, or you can practice that word ending or the group of words, whatever is stumbling you up, you should have a book and you should be writing it down. If you're not doing that, oh my, what, what are you doing? So 
you're not, you're not doing anything. I can answer that. He can answer that. You're not really doing anything. Make sure your practice is focused on what your weaknesses is. Is your weakness lit? I know mine was. My goodness, every time that teacher said, let's do some lit, I just groan. I'd just rather do anything but that. Can you get a magazine and let's try to find something in this magazine? Because, you know, that, that because I think of the syllabic count on the lit, um, some lit, like congressional hearings that you'll see on my channels. Is, and um, um, they can be quite, it can have a higher syllabic count. Um, a lot of the stuff that I bring you is 1.4 syllabic count. So, if you're doing something like lit, of course, it's going to have a syllabic. It may have a syllabic count of 1.57, which just means, in layman terms, that there's a lot of harder words in there. Doesn't mean you can't write it. It does mean you may have to practice it. So when he said about repetition, now, we have to take this also with a grain of salt when it comes to what we do. So when we say um, t um, repetition, and sometimes repetition is good if you're trying to learn um, a certain stroke, but we don't want to get carried away with the repetition. We want to make sure that we're getting the we're get we're getting down what we need to get down. We're marking down our mistakes in a book. We're practicing those mistakes as target areas of weaknesses, and then moving on to the next video. And um, let me see, any other advice do I have? I don't know, but make sure you have a game plan to this. See, when I first started, I didn't have a game plan. So I was just kind of winging it, trying to see how this was going to go. And, um, and then I got a game plan going. I probably was in... About 40 words per minute, 50 words per minute. And when I got a game plan going and I was like, hey, I've been passing speeds. This is something I might be able to do because, you know, I was kind of skeptical at first if I was going to be able to do that. And that's just the honest truth. I, I was very skeptical. But then as time went on, I said, hey, this ain't so bad. I think I might be able to do this. I don't know if I can get 225 words per minute at this point. But, you know, I, <coughs> I passed 20, excuse me. 30, 40 words per minute, and I'm moving on. Let's see what else um, is, is down the road. Let's see how, how much harder it, this really gets. Because so far, I've, this, this has been a breeze for me. So in other words, you know, get you a game plan. I'm going to work on my endings. I'm going to work on these group of words. I'm going to work on jury charge today. I'm going to work on Q&A so that you're well a well-rounded um, type of learner. You know, you just don't stick with the jury charging, the Q&A. But you get what you get out of it, you know what I'm saying? And then you keep it moving. You understand? Don't get stuck on one particular uh, video um, or dictation. Um, and just keep moving forward because if you keep moving forward you and you, and you, and you work on your weaknesses like this article said, you'll be fine, in my opinion. I think you'll just be great, as a matter of fact. So work on those weaknesses. Find out what they are. You're, you're searching for them and practice them. 
until you get them down to a point where they're not a bother to you anymore. And then you move on to something else. That's my advice from me. That's my advice from the guy. Thank, thank you. Um, let see if I can find his name again. James Clear, so much for the article. I appreciate it. We appreciate it over here. And I'll see you at the um, next episode, guys. And as always, let's write Steno. Hello. Are you interested in starting your own podcast? I think Anchor FM is the best. Here's why. With easy and fast setup, you'll be a pro in podcasting right out the gate. There is no additional equipment to buy because you can podcast right from your phone, your laptop, or your desktop computer. Anchor has great editing features such as music and even splitting your podcast in sections. And Anchor does all the distribution for you to Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google, and more. And the best part about Anchor is you can make money with no minimum listening audience. So, download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started.